right. I think we are cooking with gas. Yep, we're jamming like jelly. We are jammed up and jelly tight. (laughs) Jamming on the one. (laughs) One of my favorite things is when there's like a hammer pulls one of those old references out. He's the one who I heard jammed up and jelly tight from. And it's just like, you do a triple take. Like, wait, what the fuck did you just say? And he says, what? (laughs) Jammed up and jelly tight. Wait, you don't. No, of course I don't fucking know that. When was the last time you heard another human say that? I love how he just goes right to like, uh, well, I think it's weird for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. Blame the victim. Uh, Matt and I mm-hmm. heard that in yeah. Mississippi. I don't know if you had heard that before, Matt. No, that was the first time yeah. I had heard that. Yeah. It probably then you guys told me about it or something. Yeah. And yeah. Was it specifically was the was it specifically when Tim got stuck in the inner tube? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I, I remember like it came up several times. <laughs> our friend's a larger dude, but we were that it was like a little kid's inner tube oh, that no. it, it was small for me right and it was yeah. a donut it was like this pink donut shape and and we were trying to like jump off the diving board into it and like i maybe mm-hmm. i tried a couple of times in this but i remember he went off and and dove through and then came up with like wearing it and like then okay. getting it off and i remember hammer saying like that. he's all jammed up and jelly tight yeah uh, <laughs> Which is pretty good use of it, I guess. But. I mean, quick internet search, jammed up and jelly tight is uh, you gotta be eighteen to watch that video. <laughs> yeah, no, do not do not do But it does involve swimming pool and a diving board, oh, so okay. Gentlemen, uh, it has been well established countless grant episodes over the years that you are all executives of some sort or just like maybe businessmen or investors or maybe Moguls. just like generally rich people somehow you're in charge of stuff tycoon who even knows not small people like me i don't know what you guys are doing up there magnate can barely even see you <laughs> uh, it looks like you're aiming some kind of death ray at me. <laughs> so, so I can really see you from this, this uh, vantage point. Grant, 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 I just want to say, please stop. Moving. Yeah, I was about to say, could you sit still while we're aiming this thing? It's it's like a death ray, but we're never going to get to show you if you keep wiggling. Uh, yes, master. It melts um, your face. Uh, well, regardless, I mean, this week clearly. You're TV executives, and like <laughs> naturally, there's this whole writer strike thing going on. The writers are striking out there, and I don't know what they're doing. On something, who who even knows? But the point is, they ain't writing no mo. Ain't no writing getting done. <laughs> so we're gonna have to figure out how to like recognize you know, a good series or figure out what a series can be about just from the title alone, which I assume you've been doing all the time. But now we're just going to really practice it explicitly this time. We're just going to go, here's a show title. You tell me what it's about. And these, we're going to work from real world data. These are all real TV shows that really existed almost all for just one season. But they all <laughs> did exist. No one remembers them, including the actors who acted in them. Hmm. But they are real shows. You're going to give us a title alone or a title and we guess I'm going to give you a title. Okay. I'm going to give you a title. And I'll tell you when it ran. Mm-hmm. From what month of what year to what other month of that same year. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, 
just by going from the title, you will tell me what the show is about, and then I'll okay. tell you, you know, if you're right or wrong. Grant, I don't want to peel, pull back the curtain and reveal my oh, no. my you should, uh, you're not executive strategy, but how, how do I get to the last two from here? There is no last two. <laughs> not on this one. If there were, I would be absolutely obliged to point them out to you. That's written in your contract. It is not negotiable. I understand. All right. We're through the looking Look, glass here, people. I'm not sure. It, if, it, if I was some Gen Z millennial or whatever Grant claims to be, uh, I might be worried. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look, time was, we didn't have those, a, a Netflix thumbnail that auto played and told us <sighs> what, what the hell was going on. We flipped through a TV guide like Red-Blooded Americans, and all we got was the title of the show, Grant. So this mm-hmm. is this is going to be easy. This is going to easy street. Easy. Easy street. TV guide was for rich people. We had to look at that little corner of the yeah, newspaper on the comic page and go <laughs> yeah, like, okay, what does that say? Uh, I don't know. It's smudged. We'll uh, never it know. It says 11 through 12. Yes. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes Grandpa had it. <laughs> well... Grandpa's rich. That's how you get, he died, and then you guys inherited all the money. Apparently, I got none of it, but that's how you became rich. Well, we got the TV guides. I got all those TV guides. Uh, <laughs> you sold them, and you made a million dollars. I never sold one. I need to know what night cards are. Both, both, both Corey and I say at the same time, I got all the TV guides. Wait, but if you got all the TV... Wait, but it, then just smash cut to Grandpa's skeleton in his coffin going, hey, 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 with a bunch of TV guides in there. He's just buried <laughs> inside the TV guides. God, he got one over on you. He got us again. Oh, man. Uh, Classic Grandpa Goo. All I got were his Playboys. That's uh, fuck. <laughs> I was like... Let's dig his ass up. This yep. is porn anyway. and Reader's Digest. <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna start off here. This is a tricky one. I'm gonna you know we're going hard right out the gate. Hell yeah. Uh, this is a show called 1986. Now, when did it air? Lest you think it's some sort of <laughs> 1984 future esque sort of thing. Buck Rogers in the 24th and a half century. Duck Dodgers, I should have said, but. This ran from June 10th to December 30th of 1986. Mm. <laughs> Any clues as to what this could possibly now, is, be about? Is there, do we know if... The, and I will tell you that it was canceled. That, that these it was are not her- supposed to end <laughs> at the end of December of 1986. This no, was canceled. Are, are these all scripted uh, shows? Like, like uh, Reality didn't, or, TV or didn't exist be, for another 20 years. Oh, it could be like a, like a news program, oh, okay. a news bulletin, you know. Mm. Like, I mean, who knows? Okay, okay, it's all open. You're the one who's supposed to know this. I think... I'm not... You want me to do your job for you? I think this... All right, quiet down. Go ahead, Corey. Quiet down. Everyone just eat your Chinese food while I talk. (laughs) (laughs) Eat your Chinese food that is mandatory for us to uh, order and eat while we talk about uh, TVs. That's how it works. Um, I'm allergic to the shit. Anyways, 1986, which is airing in 1986, Mm -hmm. is about the... uh, the adventures of a magical housewife whose husband works in advertising. It's sexy. <laughs> Seems plausible. Makes sense to me. That will be my answer for every one of these. <laughs> I know. I, I was already every taking one. notes. Like, okay. Well, I'll check off the ones that you're already right about. Uh, Corey wins. I think. Hmm. I think 1986 was an early 
uh, prototype for the TV show 24, and it was meant to chronicle the entire year of 1986, <laughs> one hour at a yes. time, one hour episode at a time. Yes, in real time, yes. Yes, well, uh, what Matt was uh, suggesting is correct. It was a news show. It was NBC's 14th attempt in 17 years to launch a primetime news program in a similar fashion that both CBS with 60 Minutes and ABC with 2020 had successfully done. They eventually did it with Dateline. But this is just like in the batting cages, whiff after whiff, and they're 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 stepping into the batting batter's box. Then we launched a primetime news program that sunk burnt or burnt fell over, sunk into the swamp. But the fourth one. But the fifteenth one. Yeah. So we want to run this every year. What should we call it? How about the year we started it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, how, how? What a dumb fucking name for that. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that's the thing. It was playing canceled. the long game. What were they going to do? Right. Were they just going to change the name of the show? I don't know. That just sounds, what a dumb fucking idea. Especially in the year, like, now if you watch the show and it's like, you know, it's been going on since then. What a storied past that it has. But in the year 1987, mm. it sounds dumb as fuck. It's like. Yeah. It's called Last Year. Yeah. The news program called Last <laughs> yeah. Year. The news program. L- named after a past date. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that goes yeah. to show you rich people are smart. Mm-hmm. How else could they be rich, Ben? Exactly. I could see if, if you change it every year, it is kind of like, look, well, this is like the year that we're living in. It's the most popular news. But think of the budget for the coasters and the coffee mugs that every year those <laughs> you're cycling The frisbees, the, the uh-huh. hats. I mean... The foam uh, fingers. Have you heard of the, the, the new season of news is coming out? The glasses alone. <laughs> yeah. The glasses, yes. Yeah. Yes. They're all like, uh, you know, very serious news anchors, but they're just wearing the glasses, reading the news. <laughs> um, Tidal wave in Kuala Lumpur kills 56. Yes. But with the big 1986 crazy glasses on. And they're like, got like flashing lights <laughs> Light on. Uh, let's move on to another show. This one is called... CPO Sharky. It ran from December 1st of 1976 to April 28th, 1978. Two whole seasons. Now, I'm pretty sure CPO is probably some sort of military thing, but I'm going to say this is about a magical housewife <laughs> whose husband works in advertising. <laughs> His name is Sharky. You don't he's say. The C- he's the CPO of an advertising agency. <laughs> CPO, this is this is like this was to trying to uh, get off the the coattails of Star Wars, and so C- it, it's about a, an android <laughs> robot shark uh, in Take outer space. Take three out of there. No copyright. Yeah. We win. It's it's a smash up of Jaws and Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> CPO Sharky. <laughs> I mean, how could that not, you know... No, th- that, no, that was that the pitch in the elevator. I don't have a lot of time. Jaws, Jaws meets Star Wars. Here's a bag of money. <laughs> I have been programmed to bite you in over 600 languages. <laughs> well, boy. I think it's just a standard police procedural, um, but it's about it focuses on the perspective of the chief because everyone knows the chief police officer is the CPO, chief police right? Officer. <laughs> like, That's what they call the CFO, <laughs> right, the CEO, the of, CEO yeah. of company, then, CPO of the police department. Obvious. Yes. Uh, I thought in marketing he was the chief product officer. Corey was very close. It is U.S. Navy Chief Petty Officer Otto Sharkey, played by Don Rickles. And as an insult comedian, he had to have a cast that was ammunition for him. And so the cast consisted of a Southerner, a black man, a Pole, a Jew, an Italian, a Puerto Rican, and a Japanese immigrant. 
They were he, all he part of this, right? They were all soldiers he, this that was he, his, he was in charge of. This was his dream project that yeah. he wrote right from, from day one. Yeah. <laughs> A Puerto Rican, a Jew, and a black walk into my sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Don Rickles is a funny man, but uh, some of the insults that are called out specifically on Wikipedia, so I assume they're the best. He's got, uh, why don't you put bicycle pedals in your ears and ride yourself out of here? He's got, <laughs> why don't you go elope with a moose? And the classic... <laughs> The last time I saw a head like that was on a wall over a bar in Teaneck, New Jersey. You big dummy. Nice. Now, <laughs> hamburger. They left out the N-word on all of those, and that really sold it. <laughs> Rickles yeah. could is funnier with the N-word. Rickles could slur like no other. <laughs> He's like an old slide trombone slurring his way through those jokes. <laughs> slurring. <laughs> They called him. Yep. Nice dress. What are you, an N-word? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant comedy. Brilliant. Yes. yes. Really? I may be quoting him. I, that might be. You're a man out of time, Corey. You're a man out of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this was the 40s, and you could use the N-word. Okay, we're going to move on. Another show here. This is the title, The Girl with Something Extra. It ran for oh, one God. season. Damn it. From September of 1973 to March of 1974. Yeah. Now, I want you to imagine a magical housewife. Yes. Whose husband works in advertising, but she's got a tail. Mm, tail. That's the extra thing. She's got a little something extra. Oh. Not only is she a magical housewife whose husband works in advertising, she's got a tail. I think she's an M to F transsexual. (laughs) (laughs) Show was ahead of its time. Yeah, I mean, it's dealing with those hot button issues, you know. It's uh, mm-hmm. groundbreaking in the seventies. <laughs> mm-hmm. What year is this, Grant? This is nineteen seventy three to seventy four. Okay, it was kind of like you know, in in between laughing sketches, there was like like weird dancing. It was, it was just like weird hippie dancing, and then mm-hmm. at the end, there was just like a wink. Go go dance is like an American extra. bandstand kind yeah. of deal. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I got to tell you, Corey could not have been farther off it is about a magical housewife whose husband works as a lawyer Uh, something extra in this case is extra sensory perception she can read people's minds Mm. now let's uh let's look at some of these uh episode summaries just very briefly here Episode one. Husband gets caught cheating. Husband gets caught mm-hmm. cheating again. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Sally. Cre- now, episode one, Sally creates terminal turmoil on her wedding night by telling John that she can read his mind. Uh, episode two, Sally knows when John is thinking about other women, which causes a strain on their relationship. <laughs> Naturally. Naturally. Uh, episode three, John finds it difficult to hide Sally's birthday present because she has the power to read his mind. <laughs> Episode four, Sally uses ESP for gambling, blah, blah, blah. Episode five, John is invited to be a nude centerfold in a women's magazine. <laughs> I don't know where that one came from. That was l- the, the ratings were taking. They were like, we need more full frontal male yeah, nudity. Full people. frontal male nudity. Hang dong. Hey, it turns out no one knows what a lawyer is, so let's let's get him naked. I said hang dong. I said hang dong. <laughs> I can't believe I got so close with Magical Housewife even. Very close. But uh, it take three close, four tries. But you're way off. Uh, <laughs> next next uh, show here. It's called 
Jennifer Slept Here. Uh, ran for one season from October of 83 to September of 84. I don't know why the season was that long, but regardless, one season. It's just full frontal male nudity, hangdog, or hangdong the entire <laughs> time of guys who slept with uh, Jennifer. <laughs> and if it wasn't, that's why it got canceled. I'm yes, telling I you. mean, that's why that's, that would be still running today. It's a it's a show about a guy trying to get a stain out of sheets. <laughs> I think it's about a wisecracking, sarcastic military doctor at a military hospital set in the Spanish-American War. You are so close. The series is about Jennifer Farrell, a once popular movie actress who in 1978 made the unfortunate mistake of chasing an ice cream truck near her Los Angeles, California what? home. When the ice cream truck accidentally backed up, it ran her over, killing her. Now, when a new family moves into her former home, the ghost, her ghost becomes the mentor of the family's teenage son, Joey. Of course, oh, it's yeah, about an actress who gets ran over by an ice cream truck. Yeah, backed over by an ice cream truck. Yeah. Now, Joey, Jennifer, I know, I know, don't go chasing so close behind the ice cream truck. But, Joey, I'm telling you, you're, you don't see it coming. You don't see it coming. It's all ice cream truck related <laughs> advice. He's like, so there's yeah. this girl at school. Yeah. People can, they can't hear you scream over the sound of uh, uh, Mary, like, uh, like, Pop goes uh, the God, weasel. I can't even think. Pop, thank you. Pop goes the weasel. That's the one. Yeah. The yellow rose of Texas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get in that truck, Joey. Don't get in that truck. That is a bad. That's the bad one. They might and have she's ice right cream. Yeah. Hey, Joey, are you sleeping? Because here's the thing: if you don't approach it from the back, it's quite. It's actually quite nice to come up the side. They got that that strawberry one with the crumbles on it. That's my fave, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. Great. There's four sides to an ice cream truck, and she picked the wrong one. Yeah. And then that's says the boo because she's a ghost. That, that's a lie. That not the tag There's line. four sides to an ice cream truck, and I had to pick the wrong one. <laughs> God damn it, Genie. The front would have been bad, too. <laughs> not if it's backing up. Not if it's backing up. Yeah. The front's perfectly fine. Oh, that was uh, our season cliffhanger. Next show Kentucky Jones ran for one season. From 1964 Kentucky. to 1965. <laughs> Kentucky. Yes. Okay. If I just search the scripts for N-word. Uh, <laughs> search for another word. Search, <laughs> search for another word. You're close. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Kentucky Jones Dirty is... Dirty N-word? Kentucky Jones mm -hmm. is like a Davy Crockett, Daniel Boone shoot... Uh, I don't want to say any slurs. Shoot Native Americans. Um, yes. And, but uh, they're dirty, no good. Boop. And, uh, you know, they're trying to deflower <laughs> the virgins and all that. And he's just like blasting a hole in their forehead. That's what I think it's about. That's what they tried to do. If, ben, if Ben's wrong, if Ben's right, then, I, then what he said. If Ben's wrong, everything he said except replace Native Americans with Chinamen. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say it's about a magical squaw mm -hmm. whose husband works in buffalo hunting. <laughs> Honey, I'm home. Hangs up his uh, headdress on the inside the teepee, you know. <laughs> the chief's coming over for dinner tonight. <laughs> and I've burned the prisoners. Uh, like he takes them out of the oven, there's smoke coming out. Oh, no. You burned the scalps, oh no. Um, <laughs> out of the three of you, 
Matt's the closest. The series is about (laughs) Dr. Kenneth Yarborough, Kentucky Jones, who is forced to adopt a Chinese orphan against his (laughs) own will. They were (laughs) were going to adopt him. Take it. No. But but then his wife (laughs) died, and then he's like, okay, I don't want a kid now. But then somehow... The adoption process, the way it works, once it's in motion, you can't stop it. You can't the, stop it. Everyone it, knows the papers that. are already filed, so yep. there's there's no way to stop it. So he, he had to adopt this Chinese boy. And you can you imagine the foibles of having a Chinese daughter <sighs> and son? What so, hijinks they must get? Oh, sorry, son. Like knocks over, uh, you know, his cataloged butterfly collection and. Me so Sally, and then well, you know, <laughs> there's a there's a promotional image that shows the boy holding a sign that says Confucius oh, say drive oh, carefully, oh. it's back to school week. God, <laughs> God, that's just dumb and racist at the same time. It's not there's nothing close to funny well, about that. Usually, is. And I'm I'm pretty sure that little boy is like Vietnamese. I think you uh, you know <laughs> you know after. that the dad had to deliver the line multiple times of like. And this is my adopted son. He's a Chinaman. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it China boy? What's the right term? What's the matter, Yellow Bill? Didn't you get a chance to... (laughs) Didn't you make the Little League team? (laughs) (laughs) I love any premise where, like, someone is forced to do something. And and I'm going to knock a few points off of this one. And maybe this is why it got canceled. Because it didn't come from a judge. Like, the sitcom origin where a judge has a court order. (laughs) In order to teach you how to raise this kid, I'm going to make, give you a Chinese baby. And it's like, oh no. uh, That's probably why it didn't work. That's an excellent. You want to adopt this boy, you're going to have to learn how to do it first. So you first, you raise this Chinese boy. (laughs) Then we'll see. (laughs) Give you a practice run. (laughs) Let you taxi around the runway a little bit before we, you know, take off into the sky. Can't yep. just give you a real baby. Here's a Chinaman. <laughs> uh, so moving on. A show called Mary Kay and Johnny. It ran for three seasons on the Dumont Ooh. Network from 1947, Sorry, again. 1947 to 1950. And it ran for approximately... 300 episodes. They did 100 episodes. Wait, what was this called again? (laughs) It was called Mary Kay and Johnny. Yeah, on the Dumont Network. On the Dumont Network. From 1947 until when? 1947 to 50. 50. Three years, three Three seasons. (laughs) Three seasons. I was going to say, twice a day. There was the morning and the the late edition. Yeah. I'm assuming she's a magical Mm -hmm. southern debutante. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mary Kay well, what and, Mary Kay and Johnny. <laughs> Johnny's in cotton. What does her husband do? He hits her when she can't make the coffee right. What do you mean? It's 1947. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is her ESP. She sees it coming. <laughs> <laughs> she can't stop it. Oh, Just because you see it coming doesn't mean you can always stop it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the thing that she's sick and tired of telling doesn't you. Mean you. Doesn't mean you dodge. It just means you worry more. <laughs> she just ducks and goes, you bitch. Yeah, yeah, I know. Anyway, go get another can of coffee. I'll fuck that one up. <laughs> so I will say for the first half of this run, it was a 15 minute long show. I didn't know outside of Adult Swim that that was done. Yeah, right. <laughs> but this, this is TV this is in the, the 40s. This is the beginning of television. Uh, the very beginning now, of the television. The thing is, what was it about? It was a sitcom. There's really nothing to the premise at all. It's a sitcom. There's, yeah, uh, it's co- yeah. So that means Ben's probably closest to being right. Uh, it's just... 
It's a 15-minute long show. There were 300 episodes. It aired before there were TV ratings. A rating system did not exist. So advertisers had no clue who was watching. (laughs) Uh, And the reason that they say it aired for approximately 300 episodes is because almost all of the episodes are lost because the Dumont's corporate successor, Metro Media, disposed of what was left of the Dumont archive in the East River. Oh, God, that's so crazy. Look, they dumped it in the East River. I did know that that was a thing. Now it's about preservation, or people are more cognizant mm. of trying to preserve things. But there it's like, we ain't got no more room in the warehouse. So a guy with a cigar just gets on a bulldozer and pushes it into a landfill. Yep. But dumping yep. it in the river. The East the River. river. Like, I've seen, like, old celluloid melted down to make, like, shoe heels and stuff. Like, But just the idea of, like... This isn't worth heating up. Just yeah. shove it. It's <laughs> yeah. barely worth in shoving. In the river. Just put it in well, the, the water. Right we don't there. need that. Yes, we don't the, need the once water. Once it's underwater, <laughs> problem solved. Yeah. Well, you know, it was like to the lowest lackey who just started like, get rid of all this shit. Yo, what am I supposed to do with it? Guy said, get rid of it. And then he's just like, mm-hmm. ah, well. and then he, he just like, <laughs> he said, <"Trosin> <laughs> in <laughs> the like yep. couple of trash bags, tossing <laughs> yep. it into the river. Yep. Listen, the timeless, the timeless uh, knowledge uh, of human throughout the history, the river washes away all secrets. Mm-hmm. Grant has said this. Yep. River yep. washes yep. away all secrets. <laughs> <all laughs> We've been here yes. before. And we'll be here again. <laughs> Including the Dumont Network. The Dumont Network <laughs> has been washed away by the East River. R.I.P. Big ups. Moving on to another one here. We got Turnabout, which ran for one season, January to March of 1979. I should say it ran for two months. You guys are going to make me do this one? Yes. This is about a magical husband mm-hmm. whose wife works in advertising. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> 1979. Switched, this is like the women's lib God version, right? Right. Exactly. Everything is switched around. It's time for some turnabout. Am I right? Ooh. But she doesn't look good in a suit, and he looks stupid with that dress and shoulder pads. Wait, wait, wait. This is this is a news program uh, uh, mm. about, with magical powers. Whose whose husband <laughs> programs the advertising? That's my that's my eight hundred and one dollars, Bob. Anyway, yeah. oh okay, okay. Fuck that's you. Fair, that's fair. Um, Corey's not too far off. Uh, he's a little <laughs> far off though. Sam Alston and his wife Penny each envy the other's life. So one day, Penny buys a small statue from a gypsy, and the statue turns out to have the magical power to grant wishes. The next morning, Sam and Penny each discover they have switched bodies. And those episode summaries, it's like, well, here is a classic stereotypical uh, female gender role that the Mm. man now has to do because he's in the woman's body. It's a there's a wedding. And so the the bridesmaids are coming and he has to be all girly with them. Wait, that's an episode. I forgot what this was called. Oops, all tropes. Was that what this was called? This was called Seven Episodes, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how many of those episodes was she just flustered with how many secretaries she'd have to fuck all day? Now I see why John's so tired all the time. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I, Maybe I looked if through I those. Maybe uh, better for him. <laughs> <laughs> and the wife learns a lesson. That's what the show's about. <laughs> there was one where, like, for some reason they had to play in some kind of a like a, a touch football game, and now the girl has to be the quarterback and the guy has to be the cheerleader. What? Uh, how? How, how is that going to work? Punch, how is that going to work? The cheerleader will punch the ref, and the, the woman will be worried about breaking her nails. Now, it was the 
it was the series finale because at the end of that, the entire universe was destroyed because obviously that, that just can't right. possibly yeah. happen. <laughs> Clearly, it's just breaking the laws of physics here mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. People were shouting at their TVs, just going, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then throwing their TVs out the window. Yeah. Riots and stuff. Not in the quite streets. as popular as uh, War of the Worlds, but another mm-hmm. well known media reaction. I'm going to move on to another one here. Now, I'm, I know how to pronounce this title, but uh, I'm just going to spell it for you H I Z Z O N N E R. His owner! It ran for one season from May to June of 1979. There have been a lot from the late 70s here. And I should yeah. say all of these shows are NBC shows. So, right. so, And also I've watched through all of the old SNL episodes and they all they do is shit on how bad NBC is and how no one watches any of the shows and they all get canceled all the time. Can I just guess that these shows were the product of cocaine? I feel like cocaine would do a better job, Corey. I think it's given a bad mouth to cocaine. (laughs) At least be more interesting, right? (laughs) It would be more interesting, surely. Well, at least there's some more action in this one. What the fuck is this thing about? Yeah. Uh, What year is this, Grant? 1979. 79. Okay. This is about John Hisner, a mean street (laughs) cop whose wife has magical powers. Now, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good... I think we're going to make that show. Right now, we're, we're just going to okay, stop the episode. Yeah. We're going to make that show. Um, okay. It's pronounced his honor as in oh, like a judge no, or his, no, no, his no, honor. No. All right. So let me just let me just slam dunk oh, this one now no. that we're there. It's about a street smart New Yorker who becomes a judge after he accidentally gets hit by a judge in his taxi. <laughs> now, it should be. <laughs> that should now be the, the premise. judge has to drive a taxi, but his honor. I don't know why... They they made that the title of the show and spelled it that way. There, at least on Wikipedia, nothing in this synopsis has anything to do with why that is. It's just there's a mayor who's uh, he's got kids, and one of his kids is a civil rights attorney, and the other is a hippie. And again, this is in 1979. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years later, a hippie. Ten years after the fall of the Summer of Love. I mean, it's it's not. Furthermore. Yeah. Yeah. An aspect of the series is that when things would get out of hand, Mayor Cooper would break into song and there is a musical number in each episode. No. <laughs> Man, that sounds great. Why was put... it spelled that way? I don't understand. Yes, there's no reason for it to be. There's no reason. They're going to explain it in song. Now I don't even want to know. <laughs> Maybe it was like so racist that they couldn't even put it on Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, the guy who played His Honor is one of the townsfolk in Blazing Saddles. He's the guy who says, like, Mayor Gabby Johnson is right. He's kind of uh, okay. yeah. like a big like, yeah. square kind of yes. face. Yeah, sure, great character. Well, hey, I'm glad that guy got work. I'm sorry it was in his honor. <laughs> uh, I got another one here. This one, a little generic. What does this mean? Mr. Smith ran for one season. From September to December of 1983. September to December. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, this one's really making me bend hard to now, fit the wife in there. Two uh, two shows ago, it lasted two months. The last show lasted one month. This one, three months. Okay. We're back, baby. <laughs> That's a hit. <laughs> this is about a guy who artificially inseminates hogs. 
<laughs> Artificially inseminates hogs. Okay. Okay, I can see some of that. Oh, wait, Grant, what's the title again? I already was Mr. Smith. Oh, I thought it was Pig Inseminator. Sorry. I, <laughs> I, I, my bad. Mr. So Smith. With well, yeah, with, yeah. It's about a magical housewife whose husband gets turned into a toad, and she has to go to work as a, as a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, about a, it's, a it's about a teacher, Mr. Smith, <laughs> who gets run o- backed up, run over by a backing up school bus, and yes. he has the magical power to inseminate pigs. And this is why school buses beep when they back up now. Um, exactly. Because of this TV show. I'll just read you a brief, uh, edited, abridged synopsis here. Cha-Cha and Bobo, two orangutans, are separated from their trainer after he is knocked unconscious in a car accident. Frightened by the the commotion caused by the accident. (laughs) They could have been an ice cream truck. Uh, Frightened, they both (laughs) run away. Cha-Cha is eventually found and sent to a government research center in Washington, D.C., Hmm. Weeks later, Cha-Cha escapes from the center and ends up in another research lab, why are there two, where he finds an experimental mixture to increase human intelligence being developed. After drinking the mixture, Cha-Cha is able to talk and is later determined to have an IQ of 256. He is then (laughs) renamed Mr. Smith and due to his high intelligence becomes a political advisor. (laughs) <laughs> it's a talking monkey <laughs> he's like hanging on him like Mr. Peepers but he's like whispering in his ear like this is not a productive line of, of conversation yes. he has Henry wow. Kissinger's voice wow <laughs> Grant it took you three episodes to explain that like there's so much like, how... why are there two labs and what happened to the other orangutan <laughs> yeah, no there are many there. labs what, what happens to the other one why have why, why at all why are there, just have one monkey that gets the serum why is there a story that there's another monkey? What does that and have to do with it? And a car accident and a trainer and it's just, I don't know. No, this this was written by someone on Quaaludes who's like, did I ride a monkey already? <laughs> uh, well, he gets caught. Again, no. there two or one? I can't remember. <laughs> I think it was it was two people and one of them was like trying to apply some logic. One was One who knows how... The sausage gets made is like, just say it got backed over by an ice cream truck. And the other one's like, but that doesn't even make any sense. How would that happen? He's like, and so they just had to go, okay, yeah. no, so there are two months. Okay, fine, there are two months. Yeah, but what about, you know, he, the, somebody actually kept questioning, yes. and that, that's the best they could do. Um, Grant, do, do we know if it was, is this a monkey that they were doing, they were dubbing over, or is it a person in a monkey costume? It was a real monkey. It was a real orangutan. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. And what, were they doing the old Mr. Ed? Like, how, how were they getting into I don't know how they got it to Mount... Well, Matt, he had an IQ of 256. I think he knows how to look good on camera. Okay. I think that there's... Uh, these, these are, there were a couple guys out at the bar, maybe a, maybe a group of them, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah, I was watching Mr. Smith Goes to Washington the other night, and he's like, huh, goes to Washington. Only there's a bunch of monkeys in Washington. One guy... <laughs> you know what, guys, I gotta go. Gets his hat, gets his coat, heads right to the typewriter. Check, please. Starts typing out the sketch. Running, please. He's walking. He starts walking out, but he's running by the time he's at the end of the bar. Pushes, running, pushes someone down. Gonna go to bed a little. Knock someone out of the way. Yeah. Just sprints, hundred yard dash to the typewriter and starts typing before he gets his coat off. He's taking his hat off while he's typing. <laughs> Tripping sweat and catching his breath. There's a monkey. Mm-hmm. I guess, uh, 
Every time he hits the return on the carriage on the typewriter, he goes, cha-ching, bank account, bitch. Yes. God damn it, I'm going to be rich. Yes. Uh, we're going to move on to our final show. This one uh, is called, and you're just going to have to guess what this is about. It's called The Cosby Show. Now, this ran for eight seasons <laughs> from September of 1984 to April of 1992. You'll, mm-hmm. I mean, you'll never guess what this one's about. This is about a guy who raped women by mm-hmm. drugging their drinks mm-hmm. and Serial using rapist. his fame to avoid uh, uh, anyone punishing him for this. Is this yes. the... Oh, this is the one... Okay. Magical housewife. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Whose husband works in sweaters and raping. And raping. You're all really heavy on this rape. I don't a, know where this rape it's is. A serial, it's just about, it's about a guy... A, it's about a serial rapist... Mm-hmm. And whose three grandpas are all famous jazz musicians. Those <laughs> are all famous jazz musicians. That's the core of the show. Where is this rape stuff coming from? He 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 wore sweaters and ate sandwiches. That's all. That's it, and that's all. That's uh, it. You know what? What are you talking but, about? Hey, let's remember yeah. he ate some of those sandwiches so late in the so late in the <laughs> evening that Muppets had to come out. <laughs> And again, there are several uh, legendary jazz musicians. But anyway, that's. Uh, I think you guys did pretty well. I think you're gonna weather this uh, this writer's strike, and uh, I think uh, I could do this again for any number of networks or genres of uh, television. But, you know, we'll see. Perpetual topics. It's been fun. Another great episode that I win, and uh, yeah, I'd like to do it again, and uh, hopefully beat you guys in the next one. Uh, so hope you had fun too, little Captain Travis. Uh, let us know uh, for the pilot that we're putting together. Uh, what should the husband of our magical wife do? Uh, <laughs> let us know. Email us at freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com. Hey, if you want to see pictures of Corey, the brother with something extra, um, you can head over to Instagram <laughs> and check out the centerfold. Uh, you can follow us there. We are, at, we are at Free Legal Advice Podcast. Wow. Nice. Yep. He's. Like he's that one that, that okay. he's that. Oh, anyway, go that ahead. Guy two dicks. It's paper machine. They come out the side of his hips like um, pigtails. It's weird, but kind of <laughs> cute. Still, too cute. like still braids him. Yeah. Anyway, like Grant always says, you want to see a bunch of monkeys who think they have an IQ of two fifty six? <laughs> head on over to Twitter. <laughs> a bunch of monkeys over there. Mm-hmm. A bunch of monkeys. <laughs> uh, we're we're there too. And, uh, we're they're already dead. Pie. Come on, you killed them. <laughs> hey, and if you like the show, hey, we appreciate that. So here's a hot tip. Not behind the ice cream truck. Keep to the side of it. Don't just mm. stand there. It, it, those things can fucking move on you. Death traps. Yeah, they're death traps. <laughs> Do not be lulled to sleep by turkey in the straw. Do not <laughs> uh, let your guard down. Classic. 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 A classic bit. Episode 186. That leads us to um, the inevitable uh, next step of the military intervention. Uh, we, we sh- I'd like to start this one by gathering up a group of eggheads. Um, mm-hmm. In the event a that these... Idea. In the event that these aliens turn out to be um, uh, hostile... We should probably plan some way to, uh, uh, I don't know, like, uh, we, sh- we should plan uh, an attack if we have to and some rules of engagement to make sure that no one does anything foolish. Um, I think this one's easy. Uh, 
Matt, you're on hand-to-hand combat. Grant, you covered discus, and Ben, you're on demolitions. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna pull out my fist whistle, and I'm going to start blowing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben's plan for demolitions in case the aliens get here is to get on the fist mm-hmm. whistle. <laughs> yep. Take a bite of that old soul biscuit, and I never stop chewing. <laughs> I gotta tell you, it's so hard to stay on track. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Jesus. Exactly where Corey thought this podcast would be going. 100%. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, it's tricky to even like think about putting it back on track. I'm like, I, I look down the tracks and there's not a fist whistle to be seen. So <laughs> I know I'm, uh, I know I'm going away from what's good. Turn internet over.